Flex and Frooms. The Flex and Frooms catch-up podcast. Flex and Frooms. It is Flex and Frooms on Cater. What happens when clout doesn't actually transfer into the preferred commodity? Ooh. Sales, fame, whatever you think it is that you want. This has happened recently to former Love Island winner and fan favourite, but also the most hated at the same time. It's really odd. Um, entertaining, but also for the same reasons we love the entertainment. It wasn't always good stuff. It was sometimes slimy, sometimes, whatever, whatever. And you would do it too for a check. Naturally. <laughs> um, but Ekin Sue, who, uh, her name is Ekin Sue. She's got about 3.2 million followers. Um, and when she left the Love Island house, she signed a $1 million deal with a fast fashion retailer called Opoly. It's the biggest deal in the history of Love Island Whoa. ever. Really big stuff, right? Uh, for context, before Ekansu got into the the house, she was kind of like an actress, been in a few chill things, you know, not a household name, not an influencer, but she's not an influencer to begin with. So this is huge. So... When she signed that deal, she launched this 16-piece collection um, that was meant to change the game, about 40 pounds for a piece or whatever. But now when you go into the site, the prices have been slashed. Are they getting rid of stock? Who knows? And so recently in the news, about six months after the the collaboration was announced or the partnership, she got dropped by Opoly. That's never happened. Who gets dropped from a partnership for not doing anything illegal or defamatory or causing indemnity of any kind? So everyone's like, what's going on? What's going on? Both Ekansu and the brand have been left disappointed and that now there's a dispute over money owed in the lucrative contract. Ekansu is threatening legal action for being dropped. For some more context, Initially, when Ekansu won, there was a bidding war that took place between a bunch of these fast fashion retailers who were all trying to monetize her villa win. And so she got she received a lot of offers, obviously really, really big offers because she was popping, but also because it was one of the biggest Love Love Island series in history. It was presumed that any money to be made was going to be made from her. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Molly May. Yes. So she was also a previous Love Island winner and her contracts were not, were not nearly as big. And different she era is, though. Different era, but s- similarly, you know, seeing how far she's come, one would assume that Ekansu would take the same trajectory. Now, it's tricky because uh, this idea of clout, it is such an ephemeral commodity. What is it? We know mm. it's worth a lot, but in what way? You know, it's like people look at someone like Ekansu and they have this assumption that the way that people like her and the fanfare that is around her should automatically translate into money. She's a pretty girl. She wears some fast fashion. Why wouldn't anyone buy it? And that's the question. Why didn't anyone buy it? Now, I don't know if you need to know Ekansu to know why people didn't buy it, but I think it all comes back to the fact that like the formula is so played out um, and it's becoming more of an emotional decision that people realise. I think when people look at clout and fame and money and and e-commerce and all of these things they think it's formulaic anyone could do it right go on a reality tv show get a profile make some money and I don't think it is that I feel like an emotional connection of some capacity is required to line a pocket of a reality tv star an influencer or whatever it might be it's not just the number it's not just the perceived beauty or glamour there is an emotional connection and I don't think that people really clock it in the way that they should for it to make sense so my favorite example of this from a reality show dating show is Martha Kay Martha Kay so I actually met Martha Kay when she did my makeup at Mecca 
like four or five years ago. Oh, whoa. I know. And she was really funny and nice. She was pretty much the exact same as when she was on the show. Mind you, I didn't watch the show, but like I've seen her on social media and I know how loved she is. Like someone that I know that does not watch reality TV, like loves Martha. And it's the random. We do love Martha. We love Martha. But it's a randomest thing to me because Mary's her mum. See what I mean? I'm down with the law and I'm not even that across it. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think she's like a really good example of like so sh- of going on a show like Married at First Sight, which when she was on the show, like that show was not what it was now. Right now it's a juggernaut and like to be on it, like I'd, I love that. You know, word. I'd go on it maybe. Juggernaut. It's a juggernaut. Would you really? No, nah, I wouldn't. But like no shade to anyone who does. But You wouldn't? No. Nah. Okay. Um, like I remember when it came out, it was like made sensationalist headlines because it was the craziest concept for a show ever when we couldn't um, – gay marriage wasn't legal. <laughs> Do you remember oh. that? That was insane. How did we allow this? Um, so I think she's a really good example of like I'm sure she converts in terms of sales. Like I like her and I didn't even know that much about it. Like mm-hmm. I'm not even across it and I want to like support her just because like I met her at – um I met her again at – beyond the valley over new years and she's just like she's just magnetic so i think some people have the secret sauce and i hope the producers could see that like Mm. and i hope she gets every little thing that she wants yeah and it's interesting because i agree with the secret sauce concept but i also feel as though um you can tell that the producers and the the show writers and all those people under the impression it's the show that makes the star not the star becoming the star, right? Like the assumption that we've made this concept is interesting despite who we put on it. So whatever fame that you amass, it's because you came from this show. And I think in a lot of cases, the show provides the perfect framework for even the most boring person to be seen as interesting. And they come off and it's not to do about with their personality, but it's how people connect. And I don't really think we're conscious of why we like certain people, why you and I are both so feel so parasocially connected to Martha and we really like her. She seems really cool. I didn't watch the show. I'm not familiar. You know, I'm not across every little thing she's doing with, you know, her partner and her child and whatever, but I'm like, she's sick, you know? Yeah. But there are some people who have the fan base who aren't connecting and we also don't know why. Not to say that it can't be formulaic, but I wonder if we'll ever get to the point where we truly recognise the power of not only your personality, but how you connect with people in a way that you can't control. It's not that you're having these individual interactions and almost guaranteeing that I can conjure up a positive interaction because I made this person laugh. It's by people just interacting with you and you never get to speak to them. And yet... It's fascinating. It's Parasocial Relationships 2.0, the study that hasn't been conducted. And that's going to be our next undertaking, perhaps. We'll see. (laughs) You've been listening to the Flex and Froome's daily podcast. For more, tune in to Cater on DAB or stream it on iHeartRadio.